We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, family? The merch shop is finally here. Lucky Lefty Network merch shop. We got it all. From the shirts to the hoodies to the hats to the nitty gritties. Come here right now. Shop with us. Come get the swag because you know, if anything else, we spin it different. You see the gritty. You see how we get down. It's elite. Back. Lucky Lefty podcast. Anora Boys in the building brought to you by Nora Whiskey. Anora Whiskey. Hey, I understand. AdoreWhiskey.com and MalikZaire.com for all your lodging and travel needs. MalikZaire.com. It's so funny because I'm coming out there in March. Hey, it's a poor frog that won't praise his own pond. My daughter was in the YouTube series Pledge and uh, they won a film of the year for the LA Film Festival last week. Shout out to my baby girl. She just auditioned this weekend for ESPN. A commercial man. Oh, yeah. she did. Is it going to be on the Super Bowl commercial type? No, I think it's it's going to be around March Madness time. It's going to be around March Madness time, you know. And she is currently she's in her first professional play uh, in Pasadena. Hell yeah! And we're coming out oh. there in March to see her in the play. They're in practicing. They're practicing now for it every day. But she's doing that. Uh, man, my daughter is dude. Out oh, man, don't make me start crying, bro. It, bro, you you at the beginning stage. Yeah, all, I'm, bro, I'm annoyed all the time. All of those, all of those Saturdays sitting outside of piano lessons. All of those Saturdays sitting outside of cheer, uh, cheer practice, acting lessons, investing money, time, sacrificing, picking up another hustle. Yo, it's worth it. That's what I would tell parents. Do everything you can to facilitate the dreams of our young people, man, and encourage them. You know, I don't care. Like Malik said, they're going to give you some tough times. They're going to give you some head shaking moments, right? They might give you some many heart attacks on the way as they grow up. But you're going to get to a point, man, where you realize, man, that you're blessed. Um, that God chose you. God didn't choose anybody else to bring her up. He chose me and he chose right. my wife. Left, God chose you and Raven for your two little boys, bro. He he looked upon you two guys and said, yo, 
you're the perfect two for what I have for them in their life. And that, when that comes to a head and you start to see the manifestation of certain things in their lives, bro, it is, yo, it's what parenthood is all about, man. It's flat out what parenthood is all about. And uh, I had to take that moment to make sure I show love. I put it up on my IG story, bro. And I'm extremely proud. And uh, we'll be out there in March you know, check it out. I'll try and get make sure you and Raven get some tickets too. But come check it out. Check out the show in Pasadena. It's yeah, the- yeah, got to, man. I'll be there with you. Shit. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then I get to watch it walk. I come back out there in May to watch it across the stage, bro. That that's are gonna be at all. Are any of these trips you going looking at places too? Oh, yeah. No, we'll be finalizing on the trip. Oh, okay. March. You finalize when you come out. Yeah, yeah. In March, we're finalizing. Are you gonna be a uh, rancho or you decide? No, I've kind of talked off the ledge of rancho. I said, dude, I gotta be close to the action. I cannot be a rancho. Up. You might as well just stay yeah. in Arizona. It's like, so dude, Malik, Malik is on one side of LA and you trying to have me. I might as well fly into Ontario. That's all I'm saying. You, you don't need to fly into LAX. I can just fly into Ontario and be closer. Yeah, if you live all the way out there, you're not taking LAX airport. You going to mm-hmm. long, you on the uh, Burbank airport. That's mm-hmm. a nice little airport right there. But you it just wouldn't make sense to go LAX unless you want to travel an hour. <laughs> it's crazy. And so I, I will, just a tidbit, ladies and gentlemen, I believe the first Notre Dame practice, and I got this because I'm, I'm gleaning off of some kids that have said they're coming in for an official visit. So I'm guessing this is not official. This is not official at all, but people have been asking me this question. So I'll just put it out there anyway, unofficially. I believe that the pro day is going to be on March 22nd. And then I believe the first spring practice is going to be on March 23rd because I've seen, you know, 25 prospects saying they come to Notre Dame the weekend of the 23rd. So that lets me know, okay, that's the first big, big recruiting weekend, which is usually lined up with the first spring practice. So by deduction, I'm like, okay, that must be the first spring practice, which would mean the pro day, which is usually the day before the first spring spring practice, is going to be on the 27th. So. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Unofficially, that's what I've gleaned from certain information. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You ready? Okay, here it is, Left. You ready to hear from your quarterback, bro? You ready to hear from your quarterback? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Riley Leonard and other transfers met with the media. And um, Riley Leonard was very complimentary of the freshman class. I like his personality, Left. I think he's very comfortable in his skin, Left. He's just he's just a go-lucky kid, that Southern kid. You can tell he's not trying to fake it, which I love at the quarterback position. And he started off talking to the media about his injury, and this is what he had to say. Much of a secret. Like I, I everybody on campus kind of saw me around moving on my electric wheelchair around campus, but uh I embraced it. I got surgery a couple weeks ago and uh Everything went super well. I'm walking around now with no boot, um, tightrope surgery that I sustained in uh, last year's season. So feeling good now and, uh, you know, ready to roll. We gave him the injury that he got the surgery on. So, like, I mean, damn, Notre Dame, you hurt your own player, essentially. <laughs> That's why he didn't mention it. He didn't mention when it happened. So you want? Let's go back in time and tell Howard Cross, "Hey, take it easy. That's your take it easy. Now. That's that's right. You're damaging. You're damaging. You're damaging, the you're damaging early weeks in the spring season. That <laughs> if that's year. the case, because you know, canned goods with things in it, you're supposed to get some percentage off of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, now. So we should have got a we should have got a deduction off the two mil. Is that yeah, what you're saying? You. It should at least been okay. Not two mil. Probably one and a half. You know, you coming in injured because of us. You know. Or, to, to get insurance, I don't know, but you know, he bubbly, fun, loving, and all that. Just, yeah, just, yeah. just get right, man. Just get right, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're like you, you, you too happy to be there, almost like you shouldn't be there. You but know? it was good to see him in workouts. It was good. To see yeah, him it's workouts. good to see him. It's good to see him standing up. Right. Yeah. 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 And hopefully that can translate to him moving better when it comes to actual practice. But tightrope surgery, you know, it's a, a relatively new thing. And and damn, I would hate for that to be an impact to the season because of us. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. 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 we recruit players were hurting. That's just whatever. <laughs> Lucky luck. It was funny when CJ was on CJ Pro Size. He was like, "Dude, we're going to get the dudes we beat." Yeah, we beat. Like, why are we gonna elevate a dude we beat? We was a poacher guy that beat us or something. Whatever. But yo, Riley Riley Leonard is not the first Leonard to play at Notre Dame. His great-grandfather played for Notre Dame in the 40s. He mentioned that. He talked about that. But he, he also talked about why he's really happy to be at Notre Dame. 
First, you know, I first got in here and I was a little bit overwhelmed, but as soon as I got into the locker room, it became like super easy to relate to these guys. Um, they're all super inviting. Everybody took me in with open arms, even though I was, you know, over here limping around uh, for a couple of days, but uh, it was all good. Uh, the coaching staff, Coach Freeman, is one of the most welcoming people that I've ever been around. Uh, he keeps the circle really tight, and, you know, fortunately I'm in that circle now, and, uh, you know, everybody's just been, you know, super great to me, and uh, I'm happy to be here in South Bend. I tell people all the time, man, you have to get to South Bend to love it. No one is going to say, yo, you want to go to South Bend, Indiana, and your first thought is, heck yeah. Heck yeah, let's go. Let's pack our bags. No, you have to get there. You have to be around the campus, and you have to feel the aura, because there's definitely an aura walking that campus. You have to feel the history that's in the air, and you have to meet the people, man. And then you come to realize, yo, this is a special place. This is a special place. Yeah, it's, just, it's a special place. And I think he's understanding that. But, you know, don't be overwhelmed. You know, come on now. Like, I need you to be locked in. Yeah, Marcus Freeman's circle is small for a reason. Because you start losing, he's going to have to kick you out the circle. Everybody's welcoming because we believe that you're a very good foundational piece to add to what we've been missing. And I think for Riley... Are you, oh, trying to, are you trying to say 10 got kicked out the circle at some point, though? I'm not saying it. Morgan Freeman said it. Morgan Freeman was saying it. So, uh, Morgan Freeman saying it, I don't know. I mean, I'm just backing his words up. Oh, man. Because like, it's all fun-loving until you start losing. Then all the good smiles and jokes and, oh, it was great. They, they It woke me in. It just goes away because you're not from there. You didn't start there. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Riley Leonard went on to talk about Mike Denbrock. And it's funny because he told a great story about Jared Parker being the one that got him to come to Notre Dame. And then being at, he actually was at the bowl game with Duke prior to jumping in the portal and making a decision to come to Notre Dame. And he runs into Jared Parker at the bowl game after he left Notre Dame. It, it was, here's him talking about some of that in Mike Denbrock. Obviously, Coach Denbrock's coming in. Um, Coach Jared Parker, I actually was able to see him at the bowl game. I was with Duke, and he was with Troy, so we were actually bowling. I saw him at a bowling alley. Um, I, had, I turned around, and he was there. So it was good to see him, and I'm happy for him. Uh, and then with Coach Denbrock coming in, um, I'm really excited. Obviously, you see what he did with uh, Jaden Daniels, and um, he makes the offense super easy for us. Uh, so we've been able to meet and uh, – get it going so far and i'm excited to see what else he can do you know in my game yo let me just throw this out there so you have integrity in recruiting but it's obvious for two straight years that you have in some way shape or form contacted because wake forest put it out there notre dame was tampering with sam hart before the portal however it happened same thing so you're cool tampering in the portal but when it comes to recruiting we got this rule this is our rule it, it's just it's just because yeah, when you tampering you're ironic. not seen you know what i mean when you tampering you're not seen when you it's gotta be seen and and you gotta they gotta see what you're doing oh we bought the books over here but if we don't have to be seen we don't have to be by the books be like, oh we wouldn't what do you mean so 
that's why we were so adamant about Sam Hartman was playing in a bowl game. He's like, oh, right after this, he's going to go straight to South Bend. Yeah. What do you mean? We've been right. hollering right. at him for a minute. Right. But that's because we don't have to put that on record. But if we had to put on record. It's off the book. We go by the books until we don't have to. So now we G money. We're making side deals. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. People Vaca didn't just take a resume. We've been talking to Pete for a minute. We didn't align it with the TV deal just right. Jack, Jack, ahead of his time now. Okay. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Riley Leonard then went on to pay, not pay homage, but really give some great words about the maturity level of the incoming freshmen. Check it out, man. I see you kind of have a little moment right there with Cam Williams, but how's it been with these young yeah, guys? Yeah, Cam, Cam, man. He's a funny guy. Uh, it's been incredible. These guys are really, really talented and very mature as well for freshmen. So that, that whole class has been really cool to, to, you know, to meet with. I'm an undergrad transfer, so I was with them the first week doing all the, like, the freshman orientation stuff like all over again. So I got to know them pretty well. And like I say, all great guys and all super talented. So that's great. He also, once again, we don't have to ask. He's not a grad transfer. He's an undergrad transfer. He's spent the majority of his time. Go ahead. In fairness, uh, he probably hadn't been around that many talented players in one class. You know, he was the best player in Duke. Mm -hmm. Even the best player in the freshman class. Mm -hmm. So that's got to be exciting for him to be like, okay, I'm about to – I got to lean on some guys. I can lean on people, you know. So that's a good feeling at the same time. By saying he's not an undergrad, does that mean he's he's graduating this year? You got one year to graduate. Like he's finishing school undergrad at Notre Dame. Uh, yes, because I mean he went through the same orientation that the freshman went through. That's why he's been spending time with them as an undergrad, and he has the possibility of playing two years then left because he would have an undergrad year and then a grad year. Unfortunately. I think Riley Leonard and his people would love to have a great season in Notre Dame and go to the NFL because the quarterback class next year is very light. Just off the top hand, name me the number one prospect in next year's draft at quarterback. Next year? It's going to take you a while. I mean, be honest. like Probably do for Miami, Cam Ward. He'll be wow in the conversation. Uh, you got... Jaden Rashada will be in there. I think he'll start next year. No, it's only his second year, though. He has one more year. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, his freshman year. Malik Murphy may may make some make something shake at Duke. Mm. But I can't think of no Quinn Ewers, obviously. Mm, but Quinn Ewers doesn't make you, he doesn't give you Caleb Williams vibes. Quinn Ewers is okay. Like I said, the quarterback class is light. Riley Leonard could mess around and be a top five quarterback in default. the next year. By default, yeah. If he has a good year. I mean, somebody pops. There's, there's some, there's some well, somebody pops all the, every year, somebody pops. But I'm just saying, we knew we knew Drake May and Caleb for two years coming into this year. We we already knew. Like they were that good. Like we know those dudes are gonna be the top two quarterbacks, and then Jaden Daniels popped. I mean, you go, okay, you got Jackson. And then Jackson Michael Penix. 
Yeah. Chex and Dart would be Chex and Dart would be up there. Absolutely. Maybe Will Howard. Just because he got everything he needs. I mean, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody else is an unproven dude, honestly. Yeah. That's Look true. Oregon. Dante. Dante for, might mess around and Fafita's only a sophomore. Fafita's only a sophomore. Matter of fact, Fafita. breaking news and broke last uh, last night. The news broke that uh Kalen DeBoer might be in trouble for tampering with Fafita, trying to get him to come to Alabama. I thought he recommitted to uh Arizona before oh. Kalen even got there. He did, but see, this is the tank because somebody in the chat was like Sam trying to like explain. Sam Notre Dame made contact with Sam Hartman. How he was playing in a bowl game or preparing for a bowl game with Wake Forest. It doesn't yeah, matter whether he or not was he's going a grad to commit before he played in the game. Like it doesn't matter if he's a grad transfer. He's still a player for Wake Forest. And this is not something that to throw Notre Dame under the bus. This is college football, man. This stuff happens all the time. Hey, dude, that's that's the transfer portal. You start, con- man, kids are being contacted in the middle of seasons by Power 5 schools fr- or non-Power 5. Like, dude, G5 schools, their rosters are getting raided midway through the season. Like, this is the culture now in the transfer por- portal. I didn't bring that up to make Notre Dame look bad. I brought it up to say, yo, they have they don't have a problem tampering. It wouldn't be tampering if they had agents, right? If he if he was contacted, they was contacting his agent, it wouldn't be tampering. I'm left. I'm not going to sit here and say I know the nuances of everything. I don't. I'm just thinking like NFL. NFL, they would contact the agent, right? Mm -hmm. You got a couple teams, you know, Mm -hmm. coming up on your one year, whatever. So I do think there's a process to it, but what is tampering? Michael Campbell, stop. The NFL has nothing to do with tampering in college football. Nothing. He was a player. You cannot contact a player that is still on an active roster for another school. I just think that's an unrealistic thing that they. I think that's a, once more, that's, that's that's my thing. It's unrealistic. Like it's how more, you, what's it a formality? How do you prove that it's being done? You know it's being done, but how do you prove? Because I mean, you tamper. I mean, it's no different than being tampering before NIL came out. Tampering was taking place before NIL in this era. Tampering was was, taking place ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. It was taking place ten years ago. It's not different. Dirty Mackin has been around. Yeah, it's not different because he's grown. What kind of logic is that? It's different because he's grown and graduated. He's literally in a bowl game playing for way more. Talking on TV about him going in. Absolutely, that's not. Stop. And Tommy will p- probably flat out tell you now, yeah, I literally went. Because how, cause how does the TV the know that Sam is choosing between NFL and Notre Dame as, as he's playing in the game? He's grown, so that makes it different. Oh, my God. Dude, people, some people will go to any length to defend Notre Dame, bro. Just in, that's I mean, dangerous. But, but that's I mean, that's dangerous, bro. The tampering is... Oh, no, tampering is dude. Tampering is not something new. That's the thing. Exactly. I we jokingly, we jokingly is, brought it up. It's the same thing as the Michigan cheating thing. Everybody cheat in 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 terms of stealing signs and using them, and oh, now, everybody does now, that. A bowl game is an invitational game. My brother, he's still on the roster. 
It doesn't matter what it is. We saw what uh how they coaches felt. It was like, oh, no one cares. cares. We jokingly brought it up to say, yo, just in contrast to them being so hard in the recruiting with this rule. They we definitely are, are uh, two-faced on it, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But definitely, because it's like, why do we go so hard on these restrictions, yet we tamper before the season ends just so we know we're secure in our trans? Like, I'm sure Sam and Larry Leonard didn't even take no other calls or visits. They probably knew where they was going right after the season. It's, it's just something. It's funny to me. I don't know if it's funny to me. Well, Ben's going to because you got to think, how do get transfer commits that fast after the season? It's hilarious How did to me. and Brandon Joseph just commit day after the transfer portal opened? How? <laughs> right? How did they commit that fast after it opened? It's like transfer portal open, boom. Oh, we got three commits right now. We have guys. How? You telling me we recruited dudes in one day? There's some people that want to, they do. Some people look at Notre Dame like they look at their pastors, bro. They don't want their pastors to listen to worldly music. They don't want their pastors to have intimacy with their wives. They don't pastors want they don't, the dude, he has to be priest-like. Like, dude, you're my pastor. You can't do anything worldly. You can't go to and watch worldly movies. Like yeah, they said, they said Christian they movies. It's crazy. They said, they said, they, you can go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Said, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, Donovan McNabb's pastor, Apostle Wilson, up here is good friends with my dad. The dude literally preached a message. And hopped on the plane and went to the Super Bowl when they faced the Patriots, bro. Hey, like, bro, I could go. Dude, and people were mad because his message was, dude, this is a true story. People got mad because he was like, man, that ain't right. How you going to give us a 15-minute message? Donovan McMath gave him tickets to the Super Bowl, my dude. What are you talking about? You didn't see that 15-minute message coming? I could have told you that message was going to be 15 minutes. 15 minutes to the airport. <laughs> And like, he checking his watch the whole time. Yo, it's crazy. He He's like, oh, I got to get out of here. It's crazy. And that's how Notre Dame should be. Root, like, just be pure. Like, don't, don't do anything. Like, yo, no. You can't say that Notre Dame tampers or no. We have to explain away why they did it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Notre Dame is just fine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's okay just to laugh. That's it's, how I it's okay just a to funny laugh. If you can't have a sense of humor about things surrounding Notre Dame football, I don't you, know what you else won't to make it do. because it's too it's too unserious with these moves that we make. Like we 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 don't take the buyout on the coach and then have a whole letter for our head coach to repeat talking about he just didn't want to come. You you gotta laugh at that stuff. 
Because I know you don't believe that the dude just automatically was like, after taking these visits and flying all the way out here, oh, I just didn't want to come. Come on, man. You got to come on. <laughs> and then how your head coach defend you. Yeah, he, man, we, he didn't want the money. What are we talking man, about? Look, lucky come lefty on. podcast, man. Man, enjoy life. Enjoy conversation. That's all it is. You're going to burn yourself out thinking we good stewards and then wondering how we getting all this other stuff done. You're going to burn yourself out. Just Jaden like Harrison, that. man, transfer, kick return, wide receiver. Oh, man. He walked in here a couple years back and beat Notre Dame left. And uh, he talked about that. What is it like now being a part of the program? This is what he had to say. Uh, speed. Speed is something that I pride myself on. And that's why I bring to the receiver room along with other guys such as Jaden Faison, Chris Mitchell, Cam. So. Who's the fastest of that group? You guys race yet? No, we haven't raced yet. <laughs> You've played in Notre Dame Stadium before. Um, is it strange coming back? And I guess, was it like playing against Notre Dame and now being a player for Notre Dame? Uh, it's crazy because on my visit, um, they took me to the stadium and I got the same chills that I got when I played here. So the transition wasn't, it was not crazy. It's ironic that I, so we beat them and now we're back and playing it, but it's, I feel great being a part of this program. Yeah, he had to just say that they Faison was the first player that he mentioned in the receiver room. Is he up? First of all, his name is Jordan Faison, not Jaden Faison. He said Faison. He must mean that's To me, I took that as these are the guys I've been hanging with. I've been hanging with Jordan Faison. He said Jordan Faison is a staple. I'm only making the point that Jordan Faison is a staple in the room. He should be a staple in the room. I mean, he top two still. He top two receiver still in the room. I just think if he's not All-American by the end of this, if they don't have no 30 for 30, this mm-hmm. special walk-on to become draft pick story, yeah. then the talent in the room just not good enough. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It is. Because, man, I mean, everybody loved Jordan Faison. I'm like, okay, he must be a number one receiver or something. If guys coming in talking about, yes, yeah, Faison's fast. Yeah. Not yeah. JT, not Dion, not – okay. Hey, there we go. So it was kind of a collective, too, because he mentioned Chris Mitchell, another transfer. But then he mentioned Cam Williams, who seems to be garnering a lot of respect. Riley Leonard talked about Williams got to play day one. I mean, Jaden Greyhouse playing first year. And I know he's just talking about workouts, but we're talking about Yodis. At least they must see something in the kid. Ready to play. Come on now. The quarterback even was talking about it. Right. We talking about guys that just got here talking about these freshmen like they part of the team. So I think that Cam's impact should be similar to how a great house was, you know, he should be in the game, catch a few, like spring game would be huge for Cam. Like it was huge for Jordan Greyhouse, Jaden Greyhouse. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just, somebody got to be a one, a number one receiver. That's what mm-hmm. we want out of it. Speed. We had that. We got that. We got some speed, but shit, we had speed. We just didn't throw it to him. So now it's about, putting- <laughs> Did we? Is it that we couldn't throw it to him, or we just didn't? Man, we just getting more, more and more pickups. I, I think it's just a combination of a couple things, you know. But good grief, let's not waste the talent in the room because mm. we've always had the talent in the room. Let's mm. not waste it. So Mike Brown. I won't say we always had the talent. It's, there's been some talent there the previous two seasons. When you say, I'm saying talent to win 
football games? Um, they've proven they can win football games. What are you doing? Go get daddy's phone. You know what he's doing, dude. He's like, I'm making my cameo. That's, that's what he's doing. The computer off. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. But no, I look, I have good vibes. I can't wait to see these wide receivers in the spring. I really can't. I knew it was going to be one of the most uh, important evaluations, I think, not only for the staff, but just, you know, for those that are going to be in attendance and watching, and even for recruits, big-time wide receivers, right? Like a Meadows coming up. When the last time we had a Michael Floyd? It's probably been since Michael Floyd, huh? Because Will Fuller was different than a Michael Floyd's impact on the team. Michael Floyd was like the team. Will Fuller was just a passing game. Because we had other parts of the team. Michael Floyd was a day one, but Michael Floyd had Golden Tate as a vet. True. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, my Michael Floyd was a dude from day one. From day one. I, I can agree with that. So, one of my favorite interviews, Chris Mitchell, wide receiver transfer from Florida International. And I'm going to save the best for last. He talked about Notre Dame, Notre Dame recruiting his younger brother who eventually chose Penn State and how the way they treated his brother. Well, he, he talked about it right here, left. I'll say at FIU, it was kind of like guys were just playing just to play. I feel like here at Notre Dame, everybody's trying to get to the next level. Everybody's trying to win every day, day in and day out. There's a goal that everybody's trying to accomplish and just feels like that's what I want to be a part of, you know, win a national championship. So, uh, you said you talked to you know, a couple of guys on your visit. What's been the conversations with the receiving core and that as you, you know, been here and, you know, kind of got to know their skills and what they bring to the table? Um, you know, the conversations has been, you know, playful, just getting to know the guys, you know, connecting with them. Um, just know we all got a common goal, which is, you know, to compete with each other and get each other better every day and just go out there and make plays for the team. So how do you feel about that? First, the wide receiver room. The wide receiver room. I appreciate the fact that he sees the level of where he's coming into mm. and you can, you can feel that he's grateful to take on this opportunity as opposed to just being like, Oh man, I'm around all these. Things. He's like, okay, I see that they actually trying to do like I'm doing. Mm. And I think that's where the competition starts. Okay. You at the work level that I feel like I'm at, we all trying to now it's a room full of the same mindset. Okay. Now who's going to, go out there and get the football. I think that's a great starting point. And it's good to hear that about the receiver room that everybody's like, okay, we all we all trying to get right. Change your life. Now, I wish Riley Leonard was in that room. They'd be like, look, change our lives. Riley throws the football. But to have that in there and then you mix that with Mike Brown who's coming in there adding the the, the technicality and, and all this stuff needed to be successful, I think you got a nice mix of something that we didn't have last year. From a collective standpoint, it wasn't like guys had secret deals coming in, like, oh, I'm about to get all this playing time. It's a matter of time. It looks like it's pretty open to be, okay, who's going to be the dog because we need one. And everybody's going to get their chance, I'm assuming. Like, I feel like all these receivers, they're going to try to test out all of them because we still need number one receiver regardless of who we got right now. We still need somebody to be number one. And they'll have their proven time during spring and, and thus forward. But to know that everybody's competing – that's the good part so far. I absolutely agree. I love what I heard, especially that B portion where he talked about the competition. And like, yo, and also that's but it's competition covered. to do 
better the next rep, not competition as in like, oh, I don't, I see it as, you know, JT sets the standard, him and Jordan phase on, and then the guys build off of that, you know, use that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I love the fact that, Left, you cover Florida International and other non-Power 5, you know, G5 teams. You, you covered Chris Mitchell, I believe, a couple of his games this year. And for him to readily notice, like, oh, this is different. Like, Notre Dame, we, what do we say all the time? Like, dudes better understand coming in. Like, Notre Dame is – Yeah, is not we're not here to just play to be playing. Right. We're playing to get degrees in – you know, I appreciate that when I was at Notre Dame. Everybody generally was like, okay, if I made it here, that means I'm one step closer. Not, mm-hmm. oh, I made it here, this is it. Because everybody in my class, well, the, the years I was there, shit, it feels like 70% went to the league. Now, right. I was on a lot of power, I was on 30%. At least I got a chance. But the, the, there's 70%. And guys still playing now from my class and from the classes when I was there. So the, the turnover ratio to NFL, guys are going to get a chance once you get to Notre Dame for sure. It's just a matter of maximizing it as a unit when you're there. That's the difference between NFL and Notre Dame is that, yeah, individually, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But can you put it together collectively with everybody on the same page? Absolutely. Lucky Lucky Podcast. He also went on to talk about, hey, left now, you know, it seems like the wide receivers are getting better and in, in talking about the quarterbacks. And maybe it's because the quarterbacks are just simply better than the previous quarterbacks. But here's Chris Mitchell talking about, you know, spending time with the quarterbacks. I'm pretty quick with um, Steve and CJ and Kenny and Riley. Um, we've been throwing, you know, weekly, you know, trying to just build a connection here and there. So it's been good with them, you know, just Connecting with them on a personal level, off the field, it's been good. So I'm really looking forward to it. I know it's been early, but what's just the overall feel of this offensive group so far? Uh, it feels like they're already connected. I'm just here, you know, to just come in to build on what they already have going on. So just trying to find my role and find my place in the offense and just being in, as electric as I have been through my college career. So I know that would be a good help to them. First of all, let me tell you why I like this kid, bro. He talked about being part of the team, but he made sure you knew I'm electric. And I'm coming here to be electric. It was like a humble brag, bro. Which is different. Was, which is different. It was a it's humble different. brag. Yes. It's like I I I acknowledge the talents of the other guys in he the said, room. I'm not said, maybe the the possession receiver or the tallest dude like a Bo Collins or Dion, but hey, I'm electric. I know something. Hey, that's how they got me here. They, they told me in the recruit they was missing that. And they, they may got it with Cam, you know, but Cam Young, I'm ready to go right now. Absolutely. And for him to point that out, but also, do you think, am I reading too much in this? When they first asked him about the quarterbacks, I love the fact that he said, yo, we throwing. We've been throwing since I got here, which is like, yo, cool. Quarterbacks, wide receivers are getting together. They're throwing, they're learning each other, learning movements, learning routes, reading each other. But do you think there's something – that can be read into as far as him mentioning Steve first, as as if Steve is the one leading the charge when it comes to the receivers and the quarterbacks getting together, which I would expect, I would expect with him being seen as the incumbent, even though Riley Leonard comes in as the favorite to be the starting quarterback via the transfer portal. But I, I love hearing Steve mentioned first. Now the order after that, because he said Kenny and then ended up saying Riley last. But 
having Steve to be mentioned first, I love hearing that. Regardless of what Riley Leonard is and who he's going to be, I love hearing that Steve Angeli is going to be a problem in a good way. He should be a problem. He should feel like, yo, I'm the dude. I'm the one that's, that's been here. I'm the one that represents Notre Dame. I'm the one that's gotten better. I'm the one that's coming off a great game in the Sun Bowl. He should definitely be confident and be the leader in that quarterback room going through these workouts, going through the private workouts with the wide receivers, strengthening and conditioning. Don't you love it? I think I think it just I think the excitement level is there for the offense to take on an identity. Mm -hmm. The offenses in the past were offenses that were stale. They were like, oh, we just going to take whatever comes. You know, we just going to rock with it and go step by step. It just feels like this receiver unit, the quarterbacks coming in and, and kind of the, the sense of the team is that offensively, we're ready to embrace this change of being the progressive steps that we need to take coming from Denbrock. You know, so Denbrock adding that, that believability. Oh, Riley Leonard mentioned it in the press conference. Yeah, Denbrock's here. He got. He, I saw what he did with Jaden Daniels. That's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Before, I'm sure Riley Leonard couldn't say that about the Notre Dame offense. He's like, well, they got a new dude that was in-house with nothing to say that he could be the Troy head coach the next year. But, hey, it's Notre Dame. Now he's like, okay, I can look forward to the development. Carnell Tate always talked about it. He said, yeah, I like Notre Dame, but who they putting in the league at receiver? Because I go to Ohio State right now and just look at the list. Now, if Carnell saw Denbrock, he's like, okay, I know he got Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors. You know, they got some dudes. I can believe that development standpoint. So, if anything was changed from offense the years before to right now, is the believability that we have an identity mm -hmm. and the believability that guys can develop and actually get somewhere. Yeah. Not purely based on they just, if I wait three years and I play, I'm going to get a chance. It's like, no, I got a guy that I know. Can put me in a Belitnikov conversation, a Heisman conversation. Mm -hmm. The running backs are already the, the lead dog. We chasing them from a productivity and value standpoint to the offense. If the receivers just get to the level of the running backs, in terms of impact, you got a top offense without a with a JJ McCarthy style of quarterback. So it goes back to we don't need Riley to be Superman. We just need him to be the man. Yeah, that's Superman. Just yeah. be the man. Yeah, you know you like the feeling. You get on. Hey, oh, you Riley. Oh yeah, keep that part. Yeah, we don't need to. Oh, you Brady Quinn Jr. No, we don't need that. Yeah, Lucky Lefty Podcast. It is amazing that in a short time, this guy Chris Mitchell has become put this dude in front of the mic every other week. Please put him in front of the mic after every game, every game, every practice. Left, I'm about to play for you a 15-second clip. And all I'm going to say is, Chris Mitchell, talk your talk, boy. Talk your talk. People don't talk about my speed enough. I feel like they think I'm like a 4-4 guy, but I'm much faster than that. And they'll soon. They'll know soon. Wait a minute. That He just, said they'll know soon. It was good cut off. It was good cut off. People don't talk about my speed enough i feel like they think i'm like a 4-4 guy but i'm much faster hold on fam i'd be cool if you was a 4-4 dude yeah, I'd be, wait I'd a be minute really cool. we're talking about really, Notre dame receivers I'd be really cool. ladies and gentlemen I'd, I'd be really bro cool. you're not offending me if you're a 4-4 dude chris mitchell 
You're I'm sorry, we ended you by saying you had a 4 4. Yes, we were trying to boost you up. Sir, Chris Mitchell, you are not offending Lucky Lucky Podcast if you're a 4 4. We, we hey, I'm no sorry, problem. these writers offended you by hey. saying you was a 4 4. Hey. I didn't know you were that bad. No, I knew no, no. you was fast. We were trying to give you the. But, dude, we're giving you the 4 4. They disrespected me in the article. They said I was a 4 4. Right. He said, they'll see though. I'm like, wait, we not saying you can't. I'm like, fam. I'm A. I'm all for it. Let's go. Show us. Yeah, show us. Show, show me. Us as soon as I, I thought 4-4 was good. I guess that's not good. The last, the last I checked, 4-4 is good. The last I checked. Hell, Will didn't real, you know, Will was fast at like a high 4-3, and that got a lot done. So you're telling us you way faster? Oh Bro, shoot. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on now. Hey, don't first of all, don't you don't have to oversell yourself. Because if you don't have four, to over, we've seen ooh. the 70 plus receptions, so you got to be some kind of fast to get 70 receptions. In you the already told us you're electric, you already told us that. I believe you. The film says you're electric. I believe you, bro. If you want to tell us you're a 4 3 dude, have at it. Have at it. All I'm saying is, if you are a 4 4 dude, we love it. We have no problem with it. He's talking about 4-4 like it's embarrassing, left. Now, if it's like, embarrassing you to say 4-4, then don't let nobody else in the room talk about day 40 speed. <laughs> if it's embarrassing, we mentioned that. Then 4-4, is that not the standard in the room? I thought, shit, I thought 4-5. I, I don't four, know. 4-5 might be the standard recently. Now you talk about 4-4 disrespectful? My bad? Shoot. If you... <laughs> You better tell the QBs that. I think the QBs thinking you 4-4. Four, four. And I'm like, man, I guess he's been reading this art, all the articles on the platforms that, that cover Notre Dame saying he's a 4-4 four, four guy. He's like, man, I'm offended. Get it right. And it's your stories. Get it right. <laughs> man, that was funny. Yeah, he that, probably that got funny. all the reporters like, wait a minute, we didn't mean to say that. Wait, hold on. If you're telling us that, let's rewrite the article. We can update it. We didn't hey, want to say 4-4 to disrespect. Chris, before you go, what's the one thing you think, you know, people are going to be shocked that you bring to Notre Dame and bring to the offense? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I hear y'all been saying I'm a 4-4. No, I'm much faster than that. Now, I don't know how much faster you can be. I don't know how much faster you can be than a 4-4. I, what's up with kids biting? Did your daughter ever bite you? <laughs> what's up with the biting thing? I, oh, I was about to no, my my wife is a biter though. Oh my okay. And I'm it's not like being the... I'm not being crazy with that. My wife literally, my literally li my wife literally walks around the house during the day and would just walk up and just bite me on my shoulder. Just bite you like bite my arm. And I'm like, <laughs> what is wrong with you, dude? She does it to my daughter too. I What's the obsession here? My wife is my bad man. I just dead. had to ask that question. Good She's dude. like, stop talking about me. I only do it to the you know the people that loves in my life. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. Have you split the apple on that one? I get it. Man. Yeah. Chris, Chris Mitchell, thank you for that. He didn't hit us with the because first of all, I believe Brain Lindsay ran probably low four 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 three. Right, right, right. He never right. he never felt disrespected about it. He didn't know he was that fast. That's a difference. Mm -hmm. Ray Lindsay didn't know he was 4-4. Four, four. Chris mm -hmm. Mitchell's like, 4-4, four, four, don't be telling me that. But you know, Chris Mitchell's also from down there in Florida where 4-4 four, four is slow. 
you know, you say four four, that's like cracking on you. You know what I mean? That's they they trying to get, they trying to make fun of you and stuff. <laughs> we are not Marshall says, hold on a second. <laughs> we don't have a dude who can catch a ball and run away from defenders. Yeah, no more catch tackle. No more catch tackle. They're gonna be under the two twenty five spectrum, so that that gives us weight to have yards after catch. Man, look, that that is absolutely fantastic. I love. That's why I said I can listen to Chris Mitchell all season, spring, fall camp, during the season. Give him a mic, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure he's gonna give us some enjoyable quotes over the next few months. Lucky Lucky Podcast. All right, let's hear from Lauren Lando. The guy that's pretty much in charge until spring practice begins. He's spending the most time with these young men, and he talked about why he chose Notre Dame. Say the um, the the question that was asked to me in the interview process was uh, why college football, and I said, "What's well, Notre Dame?" And I said, "You know, I, I love um, working with athletes of all levels, but I think the thing that intrigues me with college is the ability to develop." You know, having the time to develop them is key, and you just don't have that in a lot of other domain, in a lot of other aspects of our field. Hmm. Okay. All right. Sounds good enough for me. And then Lauren Landau went on to talk about his overall philosophy, and you know, making sure that Notre Dame is improving piece by piece. Biggest thing is, like I said, going off of development and everybody's at different stages. And looking at that, I look at the holistic athlete, you know, looking at all the things that are trainable qualities from mobility to strength to speed to power and how to actually coordinate those things all together at the right time to uh, unleash optimal results. And obviously at the, the cornerstone is as the fitness and the conditioning as well. Fitness and conditioning will be the cornerstone of what he's trying to establish. Let me left LL Nation chat, man. Did you feel like, do you watch Notre Dame football games and feel like the team is in shape for the most part? Just a general question. I didn't have, you know, I don't have a point to prove or make. I'm just asking from your general observations, does Notre Dame or has Notre Dame the last two years come across as a team that's in shape? Yeah, uh, for in shape for what? I'm, I left, I'm just asking in general. I think it's never been a shape thing. It's just been a talent thing, like a speed. Hmm. Okay. 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 I can see that. Lauren Landau. Landau, not Landau. Lando. Uh, what he brings? What do you add to the Notre Dame program? I can give the, um, I've seen this guy do this, and I've seen him do it the, at this level, and here's what separates the great performers at this level versus that level. I think that's intriguing to our student athletes. I think they, they want to hear about those guys and what did they do specifically. Um, so I think that's part of it, and I just think, uh, you know, I've been able to see a lot of different programs from the college level when they come into us for the off-season program. I can see where there were gaps in different college programs and sit there and identify them and give our guys the best program. So when they do go on to that next stage, they're ready to hit the ground running. Now, he clearly has a plan that's talking about the NFL. I've been there. I've done that. I've worked with these NFL guys. I know what you need to do to not only develop on this level and be at the best on this level, but to get you ready to go to the next level. 
Now, if that be becomes part of the recruiting pitch as well, in connection with what Lauren Lando brings as far as strength and conditioning and, and performance, football performance, I'm all for it. It sounds good. I mean, we have to sit back, wait and see for the results and what they are, but I'm all for it. It sounds great. And I did reach out to Cam. Uh, Cam McDaniel did reach back out to me or text me and say, yo, nice. I watched him. Uh, he really was general, really didn't get into specifics. He said, I want to really get a chance to get up there and talk to him myself. But, you know, Cam said he's probably going to put something together just from the general things to, you know, what he feels about what Lauren Lando said. Yeah, and I just, I just think that, you know, you can't really miss these days on a strength and conditioning side of things. And I think whatever he's applying, I just hope the kids get the best out of it. That's all. I mean, a thousand ways to skin a cat. I'm sure it's a thousand ways to lift some weights. But I do think that um, the vision aligns with Marcus Freeman and what he wants. And I think that's all you can really ask for up until the point where you don't think it works anymore. So can this equate? I don't think that you'll see, oh, we got Lauren Landau. Now we got three more wins on the schedule. I think it would just come over time. And you talk about the size of these kids. You know, now we went from recruiting 265 and turning them to 310. Now we're getting 310 in, trying to maintain, probably cut 10 pounds and maintain that for three, four years. So mm -hmm. the, the, the style of, of players that we're recruiting, it's about can we maintain them? Because now we're getting uh, guys that are coming in ready to play as opposed to coming in and like, oh, we got to give them two years of development and stuff. So I think it changes how you think about strength and conditioning as opposed to building a program from guys that you're not expecting to play out the box, right? How are you, how are you managing O'Reilly Leonard coming after surgery, putting them into your program with, with six months of potential growth, right? How do you get the most out of that? Very specified, you know, niche type of training. It's not like Riley Leonard's a true freshman and you got all these years it's a, it's a niche position, especially a Chris Mitchell who's been in somebody else's strength program for four years. So you're like, okay, how do I get the most out of you? You fast. I only got five months with you. How do I adjust that to the program? So not only is it changing for coaches, it's changing for strength and development programs across the country. You're managing transfers. You got guys that you are excited about, then he leaves after a year. So now we're your – how are you proving development, right? And your, mm -hmm. your, your talent is leaving and your talent coming. So it's a, it's a hogwash, a fill of – that has to be smoothed out. And it's just a matter of time that, you know, you see the results from it. But to, to have somebody locked in and, and has a belief in your vision, I think you can't go wrong with that. Lucky Lefty Podcast. It is – and the best thing he said, by the way, was it's not about NFL or, pro or high, uh, college. It's Notre Dame. Facts. <laughs> he said Notre Dame called me. So it's it's I, I had to pick up the phone. It wasn't a football job that was, oh, okay, football It was Notre Dame called me, the brand called me. And so when that calls you, it's a different calling. You know, yeah. he probably has a – what Al Gold say? Al Gold said the same thing. He said, man, yeah, I love the coaches, but it's Notre Dame, dog. Like, Probably why he hadn't left yet from a prestige status standpoint. Cause I mean, come on, he he probably like, man, you know, I could go get a job now. Yeah. 
But if I'm the DC at Notre Dame rocking out this for this tenure, man, who knows where you can go from there? Yeah, and I, I just love that there seems to be a new message hovering around Notre Dame. It goes back to what I said, like, you know, the example I gave, the pastor example. It's like, dude, it was almost taboo for, like, people connected to Notre Dame to utter NFL. I don't say that. But as you come to Notre Dame, it's different. We're education first. And I was happy that Sean Civiliano said, I'm coming to Notre Dame to get to the NFL. Like all of the other stuff is great. I love Notre Dame, but I'm coming there to take a spot early and to get to the NFL. And I was like, thank you. Because it's actually okay to mention the NFL around Notre Dame. It's not about to magically change everything. Because there's a recognition that you get players in the program that have aspirations that go to the next level. And if those aspirations are at the top of the list, it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them a, a someone above the brand. It's called a dream. That's all it's called. It's simply called a dream. They have a dream. And they've probably had it since they were kids. And it's okay to mention it at a place like Notre Dame, where the education is great. It is. I think it's like some people just can't believe you can get all in one. Yes. They don't believe you can just go to a football program that stands on football business, but also you can have something outside of that. They just like, oh, you going to know that? Oh, you just want to be secure for the stable for the rest of your life after graduation. No, I mean, we, we trying to win now. And I think Marcus Freeman is adding that believability that, oh, we can go and have a four for 40, but in them four, mm-hmm. we're going to come out with some rings and things. You know, we finna, you know, obviously no name is quote unquote secure you a career. Yeah. Well, you can have a career in football too. How about that? How about that? Man. That's not to, to get two for one. Yeah. <laughs> People don't believe you get two for one. You know, you go to Ohio State, they blow, like, oh, you're going for football. Okay. No name, they like, okay, you can do football or be a little civil engineer or something. You know, you might. <laughs> Learn a skill. Hell, nowadays, hopefully Sean, Notre Dame starts putting trades in. You start Charles, getting an electrician coming out. You really be balling. Your starting left tackle going into the spring wants to be an all-pro Hall of Fame left tackle and wants to become an NFL general manager, bro. He's already laying it out. Like, dude, this is the plan that I see for myself. And that's great. Yes, I want a left tackle that wants to go to the league. That wants to be a first-round left tackle. You're darn right I do. He also talked about having this team peaking during the playoffs, left. Right? We have a long runway right now, which is great because uh, it's about development. And so the goal is to make sure we're getting in the right work because there's something called the rate of training involution. The work that I do early in the offseason leads me into better gains for the in-season. So ultimately, we're laying that foundation right now um to be able to pull on things later in the year so there's some aspects where you don't have to go as hard in different aspects of conditioning because you put down such a broad foundation ultimately you can build the house but if the foundation isn't broad enough you're going to have problems with it so i I love having the long runway when you first came in what was the message that you gave these guys and then also the expectations that you have for them yeah the um the 
I would say with this crew, like the message was the same, uh, whether it was the freshmen or everybody here, it was ultimately, it's about the details. The details matter. We talk about the details. We talk about, you know, every second matters. I pull out my stopwatch in my first meeting with the guys and the, I had somebody hit start and stop as fast as they could on it. And you get two tenths of a second. You get two tenths of a second, then I tell them, I said, that's the difference between a four six and a four four with what you just did with your finger. That tells you that everything that we do matters. And so it's been that type of message the whole way through. The details matter. Uh, leadership, how we lead matters, how we lead you guys, and then how the players lead themselves. He won the press conference, in my opinion, bro. Because people had him under the microscope because of their love for Matt Bayless. And they're like, man, what is this guy going to do? What makes him so great? What makes him so different? Matt Bayless was able to get us to this point. Okay. Maybe Matt Bayless wasn't able to get Notre Dame to that next level. Or what? Well, we don't know. I'm just speculating. But what I do know is that what I heard from Lauren Lando, the broad foundation, because he's right, if the foundation that you establish during these winter workouts is not going to lead you to peak performance later in the season, then what are we doing? Like if you're peaking in the spring and peaking in the fall and then losing productivity in the going into the season and the end of the season, then we're, yo, that's not what we're doing. That's not what we want. And so I definitely not what we want. No, that's definitely not what we want. So he wants Notre Dame to peak at the time they need to be peaking, right? November and going into the playoffs, bro. That's when everybody does well in the beginning of the season. You know, you've been you're well trained, you've been doing all the right things. You're tired day. of hitting each other. But when it comes to November, when you don't want it's like it happens to everybody. It hits a point in the season, you're like, all right, this is a little too long. Mm-hmm. I love football and anything, but Practices when it's getting colder is okay. We've been doing it since it's been hot outside. So now it's a mental thing. And that's really what I've always wondered where this, in my opinion, where the strength coaches really come in at is the end of the season. You know, the last couple games. Yeah. How are you mentally keeping guys locked in? Because lifting is lifting. You, you know, you're doing power cleans and deadlifts for eight, 12 weeks. Give me something where I can mentally be here to be like finish strong. And that's where I think the strength and conditioning coach needs to come in two parts before the season, you know, training and get ready. And then at the end of the season, when you need to, because guys are going to fall off, you know, it's natural. Numbers are going to decline a little bit, but it's those that can stay just, just good enough, right above average is where you see the separation, which is what Notre Dame needs to have. We need to have a separation of ourselves when it comes to getting into these, well, playoffs, where we look like a refreshed team. Michigan looked pretty good three, four weeks out after the regular season in that championship. Mm-hmm. They look pretty good. They look still strong. They still look like they had that identity. And vice versa, it didn't look like that for the other team. Yeah. You know, yeah. so interesting. Yeah, Lucky Lucky Podcast. Great show that they left. Thanks for everybody to tap in. Once, once again, audio edibles over at CFB Nation each and every day. Tap in with us. YouTube, subscribe, share, the thumbs up, smash it for us. Helps us greatly. All comments that you post during and after the show, we respond to all, man. It's a lucky, lucky podcast. You already know. We will continue to spin it.
different. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.